Hey, busy business people. I am here today with another entrepreneur taking action, the badass Buddha, Lori Monaco. She helps people live a warrior mindfulness lifestyle, and I'm getting the scoop today on how she does it. All right, so I have to start this off with badass Buddha. Where does that come from? So I I do have I have a morning show. It's Facebook YouTube live show, and when my co-host and I we've had it for about two years now, and my, when my co-host and I were deciding to do this, we also wanted to have some nicknames for ourselves. And I had been toying with the idea of these two words together for like the eight months prior to because it stands for me. And I forgot to ask you, Christina, ahead of time, am I allowed to swear on your podcast or am I? Not? Okay, yes, good. Absolutely. All right. I love being authentic. Okay. And if that's authentic, then my go. kind of gal. And <laughs> let me tell you, that's exactly how I am with my stuff as well. So um, what it was, is it, it the badass Buddha describes me. Uh, it's 50% namaste and 50% go fuck yourself. It is um, it is something that I ad- uh, I decided that really was my new life after living most of my life playing small and being very insecure and, and living with depression and then hitting a massive rock bottom place at middle age and then stepping out at 46 and a half going, okay, yeah, I'm kind of done with all of this. And then two more years and then another year of dr- growth and then stepping into the badass Buddha because I was always compassionate. That piece I got, I had it down, the, the, the Buddha part, but the badass part, I never had that down before. And now that is exactly how I live my life. So as we were talking prior to going on, you know, starting the, the, the podcast, I, it's the brand. It has become part of my brand, which has really become a very effective tool in what I do for a living of, of helping, especially specifically women, um, overcome barriers and become the badass in their life. And yeah, be a badass Buddha. <laughs> yeah. I know you had shared with me um, prior to this, that you had a moment where you woke the fuck up and now you help other people do that too. What has your journey kind of been like? What were some of the ups and downs and pitfalls that got you to here? Well, so, I mean, I didn't, re- you know, you don't re- you don't know what you know until you know. So I didn't, I mean, I knew I wasn't really happy with my life and I wasn't doing the things that I really wanted to do, but I didn't really know how bad it was. And I didn't realize how blind I was. I I was not seeing things that were right in front of me. I wasn't paying attention to things. And it wasn't until I got a massive wake up call when I was, it was about two months. Let me see, October, November, December, three months shy of my, my 45th, a 46th birthday when my whole personal life exploded uh, and right in front of me, um, I, you know, stuff happened that I wasn't, I had no idea about. Um, my husband was just living a completely separate life and, um, I wasn't aware of it. And this, and the thing that really got me was I did see things, but I refused to see them. And, and it was very shocking. And the reason was most impactful for me was this was husband number two. I had already went through a really rough time uh, with husband number one. And he knew when we started dating 
that I did. And yet he just really messed me up by, by just lying from the get go. And so when that, I hit that rock bottom place, it lasted six months. It was a very bad depressive episode, three weeks suicidal. And, but when I decided not to kill myself and, and I said, okay, I got to do the work. I've got to figure this out. This can't, can't ever happen again because then there is no other alternative, you know? Um, so when I started to work on myself and it took, it took six months of real hard work and then another six months and then another six months. But then I became extremely grateful for the wake up call. Like within a year, I was extremely grateful for the wake up call. Like it was harsh, but there were other times in my life where I was hit with something else and it wasn't harsh enough to get me to change my trajectory. And so that's why I really say that. Like I woke the F up because it, what would have been considered the dark night of the soul, which was a six month, you know, dark night. It was what I needed be, to become the person that I always went, was meant to be like that. I was always there, but I was either too afraid to show it or I was knocked down by people because what I was in and would later discover after a couple of years of working on myself is I was in nothing but toxic narcissistic relationships. And, and that takes its toll on, on an individual. And once I, all this stuff came to light, I was like, whew, thank you. Thank you. I'm thanking whoever I need to thank to say, um, yeah, it was great to wake up and here I am and I'm not holding back now. What made you transition from all of that into now trying to help other people? So it's like, it was a lot of work for you to help yourself, obviously, but now to turn around and do that again for other people and, you know, kind of keep going through that with them. It, what made you make that decision? Well, I think, and I think that's how a lot of coaches, you know, they, they hit, a point in their life and then they change and they transform with the help of a therapist, a coach or the, you know, and themselves. And then they decide, I, I want to help people. Um, I've always been a person who wants to help people. I mean, by trade, I'm a chiropractor. I have lots and lots of education behind me. I have, I taught for years, um, sciences. I taught about pathologies, including depression. And I was always helping people, my students get through things because I just get close to people. And so that was always there. But when I came through what I came through, I really said to myself, I, you know, I don't ever want somebody to feel like I did, like to feel so, so nothing, so, so minimal that, that you would want to end your life because you, the pain was so great and that you didn't think that you can get past it and that people made you feel. And I say that loosely because nobody can make you feel any sort of way, but when you're in a toxic relationship, and especially a narcissistic one, they really are good at manipulating. So you will feel that way. And I don't, I didn't want to ever let anybody feel the way that I felt. And so if I could reach out to them before they got to that place, or even if they were at that place and then they, they needed a way out, that's, that's when I decided I, I've got to do this. Like I've got to coach and it was very natural to me. And, and it's not just coaching. It's, it's, it's group uh, workshops and I do, I do so much out there and a lot, and there's a good portion of it that's free that I'm always opening, you know, platforms for people to be able to share what they're going through. And, and it, and it's every day I'm privileged to do it because 
I had never realized how many people have been in toxic relationships. And, and I don't think people really even realize that they're in a toxic relationship half the time. They just assume it's normal, especially if they were raised in one and then they just attract the rest of them in their lives. And so when I hear these, these women and the men too, because the workshops are for everybody, but the coaching specifically for women. But when I hear them or they'll comment, like depending on what platform I'm on and they'll be saying things like, Oh my God, that's exactly what he said to me, or that's exactly what she did. And I can't believe this. This is, this is mind blowing to me. I didn't even know that that was that bad. And, and I feel good because I'm giving them information and, you know, and it, and I, that's, that's what I'm good at. I'm a good teacher. I've always been a really good teacher. And that part I knew, even when I was not, you know, believing in myself, I always knew I was a, was a good teacher, but now it's at a totally different level, you know, what I'm taking it to and, and what I'm bringing to the table. I mean, we've kind of went through like what got you here, but let's talk about what the other side of that looks like. Let's inspire people that it does get better, right? So if you're hearing yourself like, yeah, oh man, I've been there. I'm still there. Um, what does the other side look like? And yeah, once you've conquered that. The other side, yes. Well, first off, there are people on the other side and there are people on the way to the other side and there's people on your side. So, so anytime, and I think that's the hardest thing is that people don't, they, they can't imagine getting to the other side because they're so stuck in where they are right now. And there were, there will always be people along the way. Even the people who are on the other side will come over and help you if you know where to look. And the other side is fabulous because you become a person that you never thought possible. You, you get, you create these incredible boundaries, incredibly healthy boundaries. You surround yourself by people who understand you don't, don't think you're crazy and are so grounded that it's nothing but love and compassion and kindness and support. And, and the, here's the interesting thing. When you get to the other side, sometimes even when you're, the, when you get to the other side, because this happens to all of us, including me, and I do that and I teach people. So even t- for me, you sometimes will fall back into the other side. You're like, you'll, you'll be, you'll cross the good to the good side. And then sometimes you will fall back into the, the, the other side because trauma is like that. And you don't know what you've got. You've, you've, you don't know what you've, how much of yourself you've healed and what you've passed and what you've let go of until you're either faced with it again, the trauma or a trigger. And even me in my growth, I mean, I thought I, I had depression for 30 years. And when I made that choice of getting out of it, it was gone. Like it was gone within a couple of weeks of that choice. And I just kept growing and I hadn't had it in five years until last year, which I didn't expect because I thought I was past it. I thought I was on that other side. And by, by the mid, by summertime um, at the end of summer, I was in a really, I was spiraling down and I saw it and I felt it and I recognized it, but I couldn't stop. Thank God it wasn't as fast as the other time. And it wasn't, and I, I knew I had to get out of it and switch it. And then I, I did, I, uh, people were noticing it. I was asking for help. So we, we do get into those moments where we think we've passed it, but we have to check. We have to always be aware there was a trigger. Something triggered me last year. 
But it was so great to know that I had already built up a phenomenal support system that I felt comfortable enough to ask for help. And, and, you know, cause you have a vulnerability there when you have to do that. And, and, and they were also smart. They were also present enough in my life to recognize that I needed help. So it wasn't even sometimes that I asked, they were coming to me and saying, okay, what's going on. We got to get you out of this, blah, blah, blah. So the other side is fantastic. It is, it's, it's, I always think of like, I'm not a big, I'm not a sweet person. I'm not a big sugar fan, but I have to admit in my, in my mind, when you say, use that word about the other side, I visualize that moment in Willy Wonka, you know, in the original Willy Wonka, cause I'm older. Um, I saw both, but I like the original is, is when they open up the door to that, the candy room and there's, everything's edible and it's just like a yep. dream come true. And you're like, Oh, I got the candy. And that's, that's what it's like that's what it's like. And it's, there are times where it won't be as easy, but you have such beauty and warmth around you and you are stronger than you know, you are, than you think sometimes. And it becomes evident when you're on the other side. What are some things that's happened to you that, you know, just because you've done this work and you've gotten to there, what are some experiences that you've been able to have that you probably wouldn't have as your old self? Well, um, I, before, you know, I, I knew a lot of people and I thought I was a good friend. This was before my transformation. And then I had to come to terms with, I wasn't as good of a friend as I thought. I came from a real mindset of scarcity, um, or mindset of lack. So I was always a very envious, jealous person. When I let that go, some friendships fell off. Like they just were not serving me. They were really very toxic but I, I was right there with them. So it was like, they, we were all toxic together. So I'm not blaming them. So they, they went, I ended up getting bonded stronger with friends that I had had for years be, because they got to see a different side of me and it was, we had a better relationship. Then I ended up becoming friends with so many people. I started networking with people and people, I, I would just connect and I would not let them go and say, you know, even if we don't talk that much, they're always, I always refer to people as hello, my friend, how are you? Like I always say that and I don't care if they feel it or not. I mean, I don't hold back. And so what I've learned is that, um, or what's been open to me is the ability to connect on a level with people that I had never thought possible. I connected before people always felt comfortable telling me things, especially when I was a teacher, but now it is so different. And with the groups, the, the things that I do now, the platforms that I, that I offer to people, people share stories that are just dumbfounding to me about what they've gone through and, or what they're going through. And I would have never had that opportunity had I not, you know, had that shift in my life. And, and, and I, especially lately, this is, this has really been culminating as of the last two months. Like it's funny in all these years, but the last two months especially have been um, unbelievably crazy with these connections. And I am every day I'm writing in my gratitude list. I am so grateful to have these individuals share these stories with me, to feel comfortable enough with me to be there and be present for them and and learn so much from them. And it's it, to the point where it's almost overwhelming sometimes, not in a bad way 
but sometimes energetically it, it's overwhelming and I have to ground myself and, and, but that, that I would have never experienced that and, and, and been reminded so often from these individuals of how incredible we are as humans and how, how much we hold back and how we, you know, and it's, and it, it is our choice. It's sometimes conscious, sometimes subconsciously, but, but if we give people a chance and we let them know that it's, you can, and give them permission to do it and come from a loving place. And so that's, I've surrounded myself by all these people. They're just, it's like one after another. It's like, we'll get on a, all together. And it's like a love fest. I would have never been open to that in that, on that level, because I was coming from such a, a place of, of lack. So yeah, it's been cool. It's been a very, very cool ride. That's awesome. What advice would you have for someone that's, you know, try, they're starting to get a little bit inspired. They're listening to this. They're like, you know, I need to do something. What advice would you have? Like, where should they start? What should they do? It, if they're, if they're finding themselves in a situation where like, if, if it's, we're talking about toxicity or trauma, or if we're just talking about somebody who's just been not motivated, you know, that they, they want something more for their life. They're feeling it. First off, the fact that you are feeling it and you, and, and it's in your gut, trust it. You know, women, we, we always got nailed for, oh, you, you can't trust in your gut, you know, especially in business, you know, this, in this intuitive intuition stuff is all BS. That's of course the men were saying that. So it, and it's not, if you're feeling something within you that, that making you want to do something else, it's a pull, go with it, trust it. And then jot, write it down. You know, there's an expression that says, if you think it, ink it, because when you believe it, you'll achieve it. And if you, if you're thinking and feeling a certain way, then start writing it down, then that can lead you. So if you write it down and you say, oh, well, this is interesting. Like it's telling me that I need to be, you know, start getting motivated and, and get excited about something. Then we have so many resources out there. You know, you've got YouTube, you've got Clubhouse, you've got podcasts like yours, Christina, you've got anything that will help elevate you and help you inspire yourself and motivate yourself. Now, it, and then if it's if it's more specific than that, if stuff's coming up for you that feels like trauma, feels like that, then then write down and then look for those specific things. Like one of the things that I do in my rooms, I mean, I share information. I'm not going to sit there and say I'm the do all end all with with all these narcissistic conversations that I have, there's plenty of people that talk about this and I refer, refer people. Like if you think you're dealing with a toxic relationship a narcissistic relationship, or you've been, or you've had the trauma, go on YouTube and, and subscribe to Dr. Romani's channel, because this lady, that's all she does. She's a therapist. She researches. That's all she puts her mind into. She's fantastic. You know, if you want a forum to be able to share it, then come back to where I am in clubhouse or whatever, and you can talk about this or you could hear stories, but we all have to work together. And so don't limit yourself. Go for books, go for movies, go for documentaries, podcasts, listen, listen, read, read all the time because we don't get it in there. Listen, I've, I spoke, I taught for almost 20 years about the brain. You know, I taught general anatomy and physiology. I taught neuroanatomy and physiology and I talk 
taught about learning and memory and all these things. And we don't learn in one shot. We don't. We have to hear it several times. We have to read it several times. The moment you could start spewing it out is when you know you have it. And, and so listen to it over and over again. If it, if it connects with you, you know, if any of Christina's podcasts connect with you, listen to them over and over again. You don't listen to one time, listen over and over again, take the notes, listen to it again, then listen to it again. So it, it sinks in and gets you to where you, you really want to be. Yeah, that is so true. It's like, I know some of the stuff, like I've read certain books over and over again. I've read them at least three or four times. I'll watch certain videos three or four times just to, just to get it to sink in or I'll listen to it at the same time that I'm reading the captions. So I'm kind of getting it in like two formats. Yeah, that's what I do too. Stick a little bit. That's, in fact, what I do is a lot of times I'll get a book and I'll see if it has, because uh, I also have Audible and I'll see if it's on Audible mm-hmm. and I'll listen as I'm reading the book, like, like following along. Yep. I found that it doesn't always match, but it matches for the most part. So it, it works, but yeah, whatever way it, it sinks in. I think some of the authors have started picking up on that because I was like, I was looking at this one published by Chandler Bolt and he does that on like page two. He's like, get the audiobook for free, go here so that you can, he narrated it. So you're getting it from the author as well as, so you're getting their voice with their words. I think it's really neat. And I'm hoping that that sticks and more authors start doing it because it's really It is. Cool. And, you, and the other um, thing too, is that when, it's when you're doing this over and over again, when you're hearing this, reading this, you feel an emotion and you may be at a different emotional state each time you hear it because it's, it's connecting with you in a different way. And I remember one of the things that I did, it, it, not right away, but one of the things I, I, my friend said, watch the secret. Right. And I had never, I had never seen it before. And, and so I watched and I loved it. Right. And so I thought I'd be slick and I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy it. I went on Amazon I got the, and I, I ordered the DVD and I get it. And I must not have looked properly. It was an audio. It was a CD, not the DVD. Right. So I was like, oh man, I got the wrong thing. And I was like, okay. And I ordered the DVD and I'm like, what the heck am I going to do with the audio? Right. And then one day I was driving to work and I was hitting traffic and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? I got this, the CD. Let me just see what it's like. And it was great. And I would just play it and play it and play it and play it. And then I'd watch the DVD (laughs) and it would get me excited and it would get me, um, and I would cry for some of the stories. And it was just, I needed to hear it. And I allowed myself to hear it and I allowed myself to watch it and feel it. And that's where real change comes from. You know, we don't learn. I'm going to have to get a little geeky science nerdy here. We don't learn by just hearing something and watching something, we got to feel it with that's just the way we're built. I don't care what anybody says. We are emotional learners. That's, that's who we are. I mean, research shows that we are. So any other person speaking who says, um, Oh no, you have to read this manual. If I read a manual and it, it was just like this, 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 I, nothing would go in. But if the person was reading the manual to me and I'm following along and they're funny and they're like, you know, their voices got this interesting that I'll remember it because I put an emotion to it because I'm thinking, Oh, he's funny. This is, this is good. This is that. Um, so that's why it's important yeah. to really do that. Like deep dive in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like a lot of people know that and there's evidence of that, like all the time, like when you help teach something to someone else, 
or why you would study with a friend when you were in school and you would create these moments and these experiences while yep. you're studying together that makes you remember the material yep. so much better. Like I used to love that people wanted me to help tutor them because it just sunk it into my head even Absolutely. more. You know, they would say something funny or do something stupid or, and it would just stick, you know, so much better. So I think we have examples. Yes. Of that. Even without having to be really nerdy. I think we can all think about a moment where that works. Well, and you said something really key too, is you're, you were teaching people, you know, as that's mm-hmm. the other thing, if you're learning and you want to dive in and start checking yourself at the door and really working and, and being accountable as you learn it, share it with people, regurgitate it back out to somebody else. Even, even if it's somebody that, you know, is like, knows this already. And they're like, you feel that they're a little bit more, um, insightful and educated than you are, but so what that just say, say, I'd like to share this with you because this is what I learned and I'm excited. And, and that instills it in you by saying it to somebody and teaching, you know, somebody. So thanks for bringing that up because that is true. It just, it brings it even more another layer. Yep. Well, I think when you're talking to someone that you feel like is maybe further along than you and you want to share it, but you're nervous, one of my tricks is to ask a question. So I was learning about that the other day, exactly what you do. And I learned that da, 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 oh, da, nice. da. and what do you think about that? Like what I'd love to hear you talk about it being the expert in it, you know? And so it can bridge that. Absolutely. Gap and it can help you build a connection with the expert, especially if it's something you're interested in and you can like expand on those relationships. Some of my best relationships with people have started that that's way, great. like experts and stuff that I follow. That's how we, you know, kicked off a conversation. Cause I'm like secretly over here fangirling and like, <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to talk to them, but I feel like I don't bring anything to the table. So like, I'm going to bring to the table, the ability for them to talk about the thing that they care about. <laughs> well, and see, so there you go. <laughs> you did bring. bring something to the table. And I think we underestimate yep. ourselves when we say stuff like that. And I catch myself saying stuff like that too. But, you know, we, I've met a, a handful of very famous people in my lifetime. And what's interesting is, you know, you do get kind of get that, you know, and, and what we define as famous or what we define as somebody that's, that we admire a lot you do get to that point where you're like, well, it's just me, you know, like what, what would, what could I possibly have to say to this individual? But, you know, especially those individuals that matter, the people that are really authentic, really humbled, you, they, there's always something you can bring. There's always something you can ask a question a certain way, or you can make a statement a certain way and it will bring them to another level because you'll get them to think in a different level. And so, yes, I, I think, yeah. And, and that's a really good way to make people feel less uncomfortable. I, I love that idea that you suggested. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Well, I know we're kind of wrapping up on our time here because I try and keep these 20, 30 minutes ish. So people get these nice little sound bites of inspiration. So I want to, I want to give you an opportunity to tell more about you. So like, who do you like to work with? Who is like your favorite, you know, customers? So, um, I, I, I have a couple, my coaching, we'll start with my coaching. My coaching is for women. I do in-person and group coaching, but it's for women who are either in or have been in a narcissistic or toxic relationship and are dealing with things like depression, anxiety, PTSD, CPTSD, or narcissistic abuse syndrome, which some people don't even know they have that. And I work with women who are wanting to get past that, to move forward. 
So I, I take a lot of people that are, you know, new to coaching. I take a lot of women who've been in coaching before, but just never dealt with that piece. They might've done business coaching and they might be, you know, really successful, but they never got past that other piece that's just weighing on them. So that's the coaching piece. The workshops that I teach, I teach mindfulness workshops uh, in corporate healthcare workers edu to educators. And that's the mindfulness piece. But then I also have the narcissistic toxic relationship pieces where I just offer workshops and webinars to anybody, male or female. I teach them about it. We have on Clubhouse, we have open forums about it to, to, to discuss and share stories. And so that that's what I mean. My, my paid stuff, my paid stuff is are the workshops, the workshops for corporate, the mindfulness workshops and the coaching, but the free stuff is the, are the webinars and the, the clubhouse forum. So there's many ways to educate yourself with me, <laughs> um, without <laughs> necessarily even spending money. So, you know, it's, again, it's just about getting the info out there. Now, where can someone find you if they want to contact you or learn more about your workshops or your coaching? So you can go to my website, drlaurimonaco.com. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram as the Badass Buddha One. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as Dr. Lori Monaco. I'm on TikTok, but I don't like to mention TikTok all that much. Uh, especially my kids don't <laughs> want me to mention TikTok all that much. And uh, I'm on. I'm in Clubhouse, and I have actually a club of my own. I have two. One club that I co-host. One club of my own, Narcissist 101, and I'm in multiple rooms aside from my own clubs. And just find it by name, Dr. Lori Monaco. All right, cool. We'll try and make sure we drop links wherever you guys are watching this episode at all over the internet. Um, there should be links somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. They'll, the they'll be there. Yep. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience before we wrap it up? I just want people to realize that, you know, it's, if you're feeling some sort of way, if you're feeling stuck and don't like, block out the voice within, you know, whatever, be still for a moment, give yourself some space, honor yourself, take moments for yourself. You know, we, we are, are always our own worst enemy and, and it doesn't matter what level of success you are, or if you feel like you are a failure wherever any element you are in your life, just, if you feel that within you, take pause, be still, listen to what it's telling you and where it's leading you. Because uh, again, I, I, we, one would imagine that we are at a rock bottom place when we're in the midst of toxicity and that's where we would expect people to be, but you can be on the top of your game, successful, thinking everything is beautiful. You have everything you want. And then all of a sudden you crash and burn and self-sabotage because there was something that you did not deal with. And it doesn't have to be a trauma or toxicity like that I train, but it's, it could be just something within that you just haven't addressed yet. And, and you can go out and do fix it yourself or get somebody to assist you. So that's it. Just listen to yourself. That is very good advice. I think very, very important advice. Thank you so much for coming on today and for sharing all of your insights. This has been great. It has been fabulous. <laughs> I, you're, you're, you're a fabulous interviewer too, Christina. You're very lovely. Oh, thank you so much. So guys, uh, entrepreneurs, this is your call to take action. Head over to etatoday.zone and learn more about how to build a business that enables your lifestyle instead of taking over your life with more great guests just like Lori coming up soon. Until next time.
Bye. Bye.